Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It was a little bit scary last night that they had to get bailed out by the officials. And if you're a Knicks fan, you understand that that was a foul. I mean, it was a foul on Dante DiVincenzo. He basically, you know, went low on the Pistons player, like almost lifted him up in the air. And uh, the Knicks got lucky. But that foul call on Jalen Brunson the other night that screwed them, this is what happens. And I know that Monty Williams is going off on the officials after the game. And and he wants to get some respect for a team that is so bad that he doesn't feel like gets any respect. But he, he, there's I don't feel like the officials are giving preferential treatment to the Knicks or the Lakers or whomever. Sometimes star players get more preferential treatment. We know that in basketball. But for the most part, in the course of an 82-game season, you're going to get effed. The same amount of times that the team you're playing is going to get effed. And last night, it just happened to fall in the Pistons' lap uh, in in a bad way, and the Knicks were able to capitalize. I'll, I'll tell you what, DiVincenzo's lucky twice because, you know, he did turn turn the ball over, yes. and then he did commit a foul. Yep. And I, I think what tends to happen, and I know if you're a Piston fan, or you, I don't really care, but if you're a Detroit Piston player, you're pissed because your record and everybody looks at you as the dregs of the NBA right now. And you probably feel as if, and I'm sure they do feel this way, uh, they get no breaks. They, you know, And, of course, they're playing in New York. They're playing at Madison Square Garden. Of course, the NBA wants the Knicks to be good. Uh, I, I kind of understand that thought process, and I don't blame them if that's the way they feel. Uh, but I also feel like sometimes the referees, what they should do is put the, put the whistles away like when the game is on the line like to a certain point. But that one last night, was about as egregious as it gets. And we benefited from it. And I, I couldn't even imagine how we'd feel sitting here thinking that they had to, they had a, a chance to win the game and DiVincenzo throws it away. Well, yeah, <laughs> that, we'd be uh, screaming about that. I thought you were going to say how we feel if the call went against the Knicks. I was like, well, we just felt that way a couple weeks no, ago. That about about like, he, threw, he threw the oh, ball yeah, away. He, they right. had the game was on the line. They had the last possession. He threw the ball away. And, and guess who would have had the winning basket for the Pistons if uh, that foul was called or the Knicks lost? Uh, Quentin Grimes was yeah. the guy that put him ahead. Uh, so that would have been a really, really tough loss for them. But it wasn't. So they got lucky last night. You can understand why Monty Williams was pissed, but whatever. The Pistons are going nowhere. The Knicks needed the win. Monty Williams can scream all he wants. You got eight wins on the season. Like just stop. And they probably feel like they get you know screwed up every game. Probably yeah. that's you know it's part of the the losing. Unfortunately, and we've been there. You know we've been there as Knicks fans. We've seen this, and you know most teams in the league have probably seen this at some point in time, and there have been. Quite a bit of complaints about the officiating late in games. Oh, it's everywhere in yes, sports exactly. now. I mean, right. and I, honestly, 
There, there. I mean, that, no that, that, fix. Was, that was right in front of the referee. I know. Too. I mean, it, it, sh- it should have been called. You, you don't know why it wasn't called, but this is going to be one of another million of these every single sport. Just wait till we get into baseball. How is that not a strike? How did you not see this? Why did you have to use a challenge on that when it was so obvious? It's just is over it really and over and over again. defensive holding? Is it really defensive <laughs> holding? I mean, in the NFL, it's just over and over yeah. and over, and there's no fix to it. Like, that, that conversation... And I understand the frustration from the players and the coaches because it's their livelihood. They want to get into the playoffs and the guys that care. So I don't, I don't really blame the coaches and players for complaining. But with the fan base stuff and the social media stuff, people complaining about the officiating, there's, it's not going to get any better. It just isn't. It's part of the deal. It just is. Like you're going to, and for the most part, there isn't a team that's getting screwed more than other teams. It all evens out in the end. You just got to realize it's never going to be perfect. It's never going to be perfect. And as long as their human element is in there, there's going to be guys like Angel Hernandez oh. who are screwing games up. You ain't kidding. Just the way that it is. <laughs> as long as you feel like that it's just bad officiating and there isn't some sort of undercurrent or some backhanded or a behind-the-scenes thing where official is calling fouls on somebody because of whatever, because the league told them to, or they're working with some mob boss, then who cares? It's It sucks when it's, it happens to you. It's great uh, when you're benefiting from it, but it's never going to change. Something's going on, though, because this Justin Fields thing continues to swirl out in Chicago. It doesn't would, matter. It's over. I, I If you listen to what's going on out there, it doesn't sound like it's completely over. It doesn't. They're, right, it's I, over. Uh, I mean, it should be over. It's over. This, they're taking this kid right here, and if they don't take this kid, then Ryan Paul should be fired. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, you got to you got to restart the quarterback clock. You got all the assets from the trades that you've made. Um, you're sitting pretty. You kept your head coach. You got a new offensive coordinator in there. You know, you could you could say that they they should have hired Cliff Kingsbury, but he ended up going to Washington. Cale Williams is from Washington D.C. Well, well, here, but here's all right. So this is the the thing when I say something's going yeah. on. And you just touched on it. And if you're the number one overall pick, you go to whatever team. So, all right. So he's he's got Cliff Kingsbury down there with the Commanders. That's right, right. And he's yep. from the from the area, right. And they've got new ownership group, so it's not Dan Snyder. Do we see him pull and Eli Manning? So, but here's the thing. You know what, Caleb? Don't go home. Go go to Chicago. They are loaded, and they're going to be good, and they're going to, and they have all these different assets, and you know you're going to have a good defense. They've added a number of offensive uh, playmakers over the last two years. Uh, DJ Moore, I know, did come out and support Justin Fields. That you know, there's nobody in this quarterback class like Justin Fields. Well, wait until you start playing with you know Caleb Williams. You'll find somebody that is. Yep. And you know, and when I say by can't miss, and I and I think about. Height, size, weight, arm strength, uh, football intuition. You know, to me, that's more Andrew Luck than it is Joe Burrow. You know what I mean? I, he's he Andrew was, you know, a terrific uh, prospect coming out who was just as mobile as Caleb is. Same type of arm, same type of understanding of the game, the intuition of the game, all of those things. Now, Andrew was a great young man. Didn't seem like he can't, you know, was 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 acting as if he was privileged to be the number one pick. I think he ap- appreciated and uh, and loved being the number one pick. I hope that Kale Williams doesn't screw this thing up. 
Yeah, I could totally see the stuff that we've heard from his camp over the last year or so. I could totally see him trying to force it. If he wants to play in Washington and wants to be a, a member of the... I mean, it's weird. It's still weird to say the commanders. But he wants to be a commander. Don't do it. Uh, then then I, I wouldn't be shocked if... I would not be shocked if he don't, tried to pull something there. Go to Chicago and resurrect that franchise. This is... Uh, I, in my eyes, I know that they have not won a lot. But to me, it's still one of the few legacy franchises in the NFL. It, there's something about being a Chicago Bear. Now, on the defensive side of the ball, there's great history there. There's 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 lore there, if you will. Uh, at the quarterback position, not so much. And he can set every single franchise record, and he should. He should want to go there, and he should want to play there, and he should want to lead that team. That, that city needs something. That city really needs somebody and I know that Justin Fields has played hard, but, you know, if the Raiders get Justin Fields, that's where Luke Getze won. He'll, he'll step right into the offense, and he will help uh, Luke Getze teach the offense to the players that the Raiders have. On uh, Bo Nick, you know, Boomer, you can't tell me. The Giants can trade down. How much do you think they can trade down? Pick up Bo Nix and the Texas running back, either keep Barkley or get rid of him and get uh, the Oregon running back and get three starters. And use Daniel Jones up until the trade deadline to trade him. That's not going to work. I want to know what you think of Bone. No, I, I, I actually think because Daniel Jones, you got to remember, he's coming off a knee injury. So I don't know when he's going to be ready. I know he's going to work his ass off to get back. And I know he's going to be extremely motivated, much like he was two years ago when yeah. uh, Brian Dable first got here. I would think that the Giants are going to uh, you know, give uh, Daniel Jones another shot here. Now, that doesn't mean that they're not going to draft a quarterback. I think they have to. I think you'd be stupid not to. And I'm not saying in the first round. I'm saying somewhere maybe in that Bo Nix range, I would think. I don't think, I don't think Bo Nix is going to go in the top 20, do you? No. God, no. I, w- I would be shocked. Right. That's why I want the trade down. Yeah, but that's the point. The, the point is, is that Daniel Jones, I would think, will be the starter next year, assuming he comes back totally healthy from this knee injury. And I think he's going to be highly motivated. I know he's going to have a chip on his shoulder. I know he's heard all the criticism that has come from people like me. <clears throat> so, you know, he's got everything to play for, just like he did two years ago. Yeah. And, you know, when they gave him a two-year guaranteed contract, they paid him for that that unbelievable run and that great game that he had at Minnesota. That That's what he got paid for. And I appreciate the Giants doing that. But the Giants were very careful with that because that was basically they could get out after two years. That was not a five-year like Joe Burrow contract. Right. That was not a Justin Herbert contract. It was a lot of money and it was a lot of guaranteed money. Good for him. But it was only two years. So that told me they still weren't totally sold on what they were seeing. But then again, I, you know, with the revolving doors of wide receivers and Tight ends that get hurt or Evan Ingram couldn't play here, but all of a sudden it's an all-pro down there or a, a pro bowler down there in Jacksonville. And then they bring in Darren Waller. He can't get on the field. I mean, it's just unbelievable. And they don't really legitimately have a number one wide receiver. Yeah, Bo Nix is one of those guys that uh, I don't you just see project him as a backup quarterback. Like, that that's what he seems to me. He seems he's in one of these great offenses out there. He's playing college football. He's a senior. He got better. He's a good leader. Fine. But he doesn't jump off the but page here like an thing. NFL starter. Well, you know, neither did Brock Purdy. But Brock Purdy's also on the best team in the league, the yeah, most talented team in the league. Great coach. But you still, yeah. like, like, you know, 
Bonex has got a really strong arm, man. And he's I know six he's two. It seems like he's smaller, but he is six two. But he's about the size of Caleb Williams. I think yeah. Caleb may maybe a little bit bigger than him, or or maybe right around his size. 